turns out she had Gerardia, uh, which is a parasite. She had fleas. She had kennel cough. She was, like, really sick. My name is Nash Lovallo. And my name is Sakib Arnob. That was Professor Jennifer Gilmore, a professor in the English department at Lafayette College, who we interviewed about her relationship with her dog, Snowy. She's sweet, loyal, tender, but she's also brilliant and fun. This is what Professor Gilmore had to say when we asked her to describe Snowy in four words. But it wasn't always like this. Snowy had a very rough beginning to her life. She grew up in a kill shelter in the south where she lived her life in a crate and without a family. Eventually, she was moved to an animal shelter in Pennsylvania where Professor Gilmore discovered her. However, unbeknownst to Professor Gilmore, Snowy was not exactly thriving in this new animal shelter either. And so we got there and it was like an old hospital, like for dogs, um, a pet hospital, and it had like really bad vibes in there. And these dogs were, in, there was like a Great Dane and like a really small crate, you know, a cage. And so Snowy was with two of her sisters, a, a brother and a sister in a crate. She's supposedly part Jack Russell and part Cocker Spaniel. And so she was like, you know, a big loaf of bread at that point. So my, we chose the sort of most mellow one. And when we got home, my son like took off his shirt and he was covered in fleas. And it turns out she had Gerardia, uh, which is a parasite. She had fleas, she had kennel cough. She was like really sick. It was sort of sad. Like there was no way we were gonna be able to leave this place without an animal. Despite having to deal with Snowy's diseases and acclimating her into her new home, Professor Gilmore bonded really well with Snowy. She had previously had a dog that she had gotten from a breeder. Even though with the breeder she was able to pick the exact kind of dog she wanted, she actually felt more bonded with Snowy and considers her a member of her family. The experience was also a lesson for her son, who was adopting, about the joy of welcoming a new family member. I'd never rescued a dog before, like gone and picked it out from a place like that. Um, and I felt like it would have been a really bad lesson for my kid if I had left. With, you know, I just, I was like, oh gosh, we're kind of, I have never had this experience where like the dog chooses you and it's like this amazing, I mean, it becomes that way. I'm so bonded to my dog. I mean, I feel like she's my daughter, basically. <laughs> I have a son and a daughter. The first few days of adopting a dog are crucial. PetFinder, which operates the largest online pet adoption website serving North America, suggests the dog owner set up boundaries for the dog so that the dog does not completely disrupt the owner's current lifestyle. They also need to do their best to welcome the dog with open arms in order to make the transition as smooth as possible for the dog. PetFinder advises that new adopters should set up a dog-proof area, which includes taping loose electrical cords, removing plants, rugs, and breakables, setting up the crate, and installing baby gates. When a dog is first adopted from a rescue shelter, their life is tremendously altered. Not only that, but there are overwhelming expectations placed on dogs by their owners. Alexandra Horowitz, an American cognitive scientist, commented on owner assumptions in Inside of a Dog. 
Many people's expectations, at least in this country, are fairly similar. Be friendly, loyal, pettable, find me charming and lovable, but know that I am in charge. Do not pee in the house, do not jump on guests, do not chew my dress shoes, do not get into the trash. Horowitz advises. It can be very challenging for the dog to adjust to their new home, even though the new living conditions for the dog are often better than what the dog had previously had in the shelter. Professor Gilmore spoke on the transformation of Snowy's life. Snowy, I really felt like she was just really glad to be with us. And so she instantly kind of slept through the night in the crate. She was, I mean, she chewed like crazy and she wasn't, you know, potty trained or anything like that. But she, I think, was like just always really, I, I have a sense that she was always pretty comfortable once we got there. A blog post from Holly Hammersmith, a rescue dog parent and small business owner, enforces how crucial it is to be patient with a newly adopted dog. Your dog may not be house-trained or may have forgotten the house rules. The dog could have little or no medical history. You may not find the exact breed you want. These were actually all true in the case of Snowy. When adopters get a puppy from a breeder, they are not house-trained either, so it's worth pointing out that puppies adopted from breeders may or may not be house-trained. In fact, Professor Gilmore said that what was nice about Snowy was that she was already crate-trained. As for Snowy's health problems, Professor Gilmore's family got her fully healthy again with no major problems. Oftentimes, people tend to fall for the false assumption that purebred dogs are better than mixed-bred dogs because of the common stereotypes presented in the media, and as a consequence, they become inherently biased when it comes to getting or adopting new dogs. Raymond Coppinger, an influential wildlife biologist and prominent dog scientist, in his book Dogs, A New Understanding of Canine Origin, Behavior and Evolution, labeled purebred dogs as artificial constructs of breed clubs, and further went on to say that purebreds are ways of making money and pride for the clubs. The time has come when we've just got to give up this kind of master race mentality that we have about dogs. Our system of breeding dogs, of isolating small populations called breeds, and then practicing eugenics generation after generation after generation. All of those dogs are inbred beyond belief. It's not good genetic and it's not good dog breeding. As if Professor Gilmore's embrace of a mixed bred dog and fight against the stereotype wasn't impressive enough, her views and practices about dog upbringing repeatedly stood out as well during the entire interview. So no, I don't make her wear clothes. Like I see people with like their dog's nails painted or, you know, and it's like, who has time? And I, that feels like kind of a cruel and not not a cool thing to do. We're pretty respectful of the dog. Professor Gilmore is also aware of the term anthropomorphism, which is the attribution of human characteristics to other animals. She did admit, though, that she is sometimes guilty of anthropomorphizing. Um, yes, I anthropomorphize my dog. I, in that, like, I do attach emotions to her that she might not be having. But I'm not sure that she's not having. I mean, when you're saying, oh, you don't want me to leave, but, but she doesn't want me to leave. Oh, like if my son gets a present and she doesn't get a present. I don't really think she cares. But we're like, oh, so we feel so bad she didn't get a present, you know? <laughs> but um, so maybe like that. Uh, I don't think I do it a lot. At the end of the interview, Professor Gilmore asked us, based on what we have learned so far in the class, if she follows any certain paid on her profile. In reply, we characterized her as a conscious dog owner who cares about the well-being of her dog. After all, she doesn't make snowy wear clothes, tries not to anthropomorphize, keeps the dog well fed, and caters to all her needs and attentions. But her question also put forth an important query. Should someone be really commended for treating their pace nicely, 
or is it actually our moral and ethical obligation to treat the pets with affection and love? As Martha Nussbaum, a renowned philosopher, explains, all creatures characteristically live a life full of movement, space, and complex social interaction. To deprive them of those things is to give them a distorted and impoverished existence. Hence, all pets, including dogs, should be inherently entitled to a good treatment and a good life, and all pet owners must be conscious by default when it comes to properly treating their pets.